Hi, welcome back to Senior Living Simplified. I'm your host, Christina Hodak. Today we're going to tackle a topic that's a little different than what we've discussed in previous episodes. Today we're going to talk about staying in your home uh, when you have some senior care needs. There's lots of different options out there, so that's why we're trying to tackle each one of them uh, episode by episode. So. You don't always have to go into a formal senior living setting. Some people get really unnerved by that. They want to stay in their home as long as possible. Totally understand that option. And so it's companies like Care Crew, which is my guest today. Brittany Hamilton is joining me. She is a certified dementia practitioner and she is the director of business development for Care Crew. So we're going to ask her some questions that I've gotten through the years sitting with different families when they're thinking about options, whether it's going to be going into a more residential setting, are they going to stay in their home? If they are going to stay in their home, what does that look like? How do I get that started? So Brittany, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. Yes, ma'am. So you work as the Director of Business Development for Care Crew. Yes, so tell us a little bit about Care Crew, how it got started. So we've been open officially to about two and a half years now. Um, one of our owners is nurse practitioner, Annie Solomon. Um, we're actually very good friends. We're best friends. Um, and about two and a half years ago, she was doing transitional care um, and saw a need for a good home care agency. So I'll pause you just a second. So for our audience, it's not clinical like we are. We're used to the word. So okay. what is transitional care? So transitional care is going to be where they don't really want to be in a facility. They're wanting to be home. They may have came home from a hospital or they may have came home from an acute facility like a skilled nursing home or a rehab facility. Okay, um, and so, so they're, they're not needing, going. they're not going it's to- discharge day. Right. I don't want to go to an assisted living. I don't want to go to a memory care. I want to go back home. So that's right. the transitional care. Right. And so they're wanting to know, okay, where do I go from here? Um, a lot of times they don't know what to tell their primary care doctors. They don't know, okay, do I need to look for home care? Do I need to look for health care? Do I need to look for hospice? Mm -hmm. Is going to a community or assisted living an option? Um, so she was a nurse practitioner going in and seeing these folks to try to help them kind of navigate their way and was seeing a lack of a good home care agency of caregivers. Yeah. You know, there was always something wrong. There was always complaints and it was kind of the repeated offenders and repeated complaints. Um, so about two and a half a year, years ago now, we opened the agency and our goal is to change the industry standard. So, yeah, you know, we, we're different, you know, we're bright pink. Uh, we are, we're not your typical hand holding hearts logos. You know, we have the big hero logo. Um, and we're just trying to change the industry of what a caregiver is and what all can a caregiver provide, whether it's at home or it's at assisted living. A lot of people don't know that. You know, you could yes. have a family member in assisted living or a memory care or independent living or even a rehab facility and still have a caregiver. Yeah, and we'll get to that part of it too, because I definitely want to hit on that. There's so much more that an in-home care can provide than just kind of in the name. People think in-home, right. they think they're private home, but sometimes in-home is also where you are if you need something a little extra exactly. care-wise. Exactly. So when I sit with families, a lot of times they're they're teetering the line, or maybe they have 
in home care right now, but it's not what they thought it was going to be. So can you talk about, I guess first, we'll start from the beginning, how do people know when it's time to maybe consider in-home care? So whether it's in-home or it's at a facility, um, a lot of times where I spend a lot of time educating families is if a family member is having to take a lot of time off of work um, or they've had to quit their job, we see that so many times. Um, or if it's spouses caring for themselves, we see that a lot. And now the mom is caring for dad and and, you know, the wife is ex exhausted, you know, she's 60 something years old and, you know, now she's wearing down and she's getting ill more often. Um, it's looking at your family dynamic. Um, you know, we all want to pitch in and help. Um, I took care of my grandmother for four and a half years so that I had Alzheimer's and that's what brought me to home care agencies. Oh, but awesome. um, it's one of those things where you have to look at the family dynamic. How often are you or a loved one having to take off work? Um, did you have to quit your job to care for your loved one? Um, is your dynamics where y'all are kind of button heads but you and your mom used to love each other and y'all were best friends but now you're kind of hitting heads? Um, is mom and dad caring for each other and one's always staying sicker than the other? Mm -hmm. um, it's just acknowledging and kind of paying attention to the things that we don't really want to look at when it comes to our loved ones because we all just want to jump in and help, right? That's just the circle of life. Yeah. Um, but once we actually kind of look at the dynamics, people don't realize a family member will wear out a lot faster if they're caring for someone that's outside of their room. Yeah, it is really taxing because they're caring for them and they're still carrying on with their own lives. Right when the you know it's different when you have somebody else coming in to do that that's hired to do that that is their job they're not trying to juggle a job and care for their own you know family member and yes yeah, so you know you're, you're working a full-time job that's like three different things exactly full-time job exactly and you're gonna wear out very quickly i think you made a really good point um because i see this a lot when i'm sitting with families as well it's very different when the adult children of a potential resident come mm -hmm. in to sit with us versus a spouse that comes in it is it's a strange dynamic because mm -hmm. as a spouse, we feel like it is our job to take care yep. of them no matter what. You know, you take the vows yep. you know, for better or for worse. Exactly. And that's still true, but sometimes it's reminding people that taking care of someone doesn't always mean that you're the one doing the physical labor a hundred percent of the time taking care of someone can also be advocating to find the best option for care for your spouse or loved one but that is it's a hard one it's for very hard it is very hard because they do very feel hard. like they're giving up a little we just try to direct that emotion and for them to recognize that you're going to have a better quality of relationship once you relinquish part of that. You still want to find someone, whether it be a care home company, whether it be a community setting, you still want to find somebody that you're partnering with. They're not right. taking it away from you. They're, you're inviting them in. And that's the biggest you. thing is, is, is getting the family member to understand that whether it's a spouse mm -hmm. or it's the, the, the adult child is, you know, one of the things that, you know, my husband and I, when we go in and evaluate and do the assessments, the first thing that we, that we tell them, we want you to be the wife again, right? Yeah. We want you to quit being the caretaker. You tell us how you expect things to be done, and our job is to be your assistant. 
Right. And that is where it's changing the industry of it, they're just the caregiver. We hate that word in our in our agency. Oh, yeah. Me too. Yeah. The caregiver is, is the industry. Yes. 100%. It, it truly is the industry because if the caregivers aren't the primary focus, then the residents, the patients, the clients, whatever you label them, then they can't be the focus if you're not putting emphasis on how great and important that caregiver role is because yep. they're the ones providing the care and sometimes they're and not making a good, your company wonderful exactly and sometimes they're not a good fit and that's okay that's the importance of yeah. an agency is because you can flip them you know we can say okay we thought y'all were a good fit maybe it's religion maybe it's personality maybe it's politics whatever it may be we can flip them out um, you know, and that we can reassign one to another case mm -hmm. and then bring in someone differently, you know, and that's another thing we're different about is we try to personalize care. So, yeah. you know, when we go sit down and assess them, it's okay, what's going on with mom and dad? What's going on with you? You know, are you the caretaker? Are you exhausted? Okay, well, what are you trying to accomplish? What is our goals for your loved one? Um, what are the needs sets? Um, it's not just coming in and providing bathing and grooming and medicine reminders and the, and the typical things we all yeah. do in home care. It's how can we better assist you as the loved one, but also provide a higher quality of care for the actual client that we're caring for. Because they also become companions mm -hmm. as well. Like you said, you do try to do a custom fit uh, as much as possible to matching up a caregiver to the right client which I love because we're all about the boutique care yes. personalizing. That. I love that with y'all. Yeah, that's why that's why we work so well together. <laughs> Like-minded people. Exactly. But it does, it is a change in the industry for, because for so long there's just been this standard mm -hmm. of this is what you get no matter who you are. But we're all such different people. But that's and healthcare period. You know, healthcare period's like in this, it's got this like cloud over it is what I joke all the time with people of, this is the standard, yeah. you know, and it is with big franchises and big companies. There are rules. There are kind of a box you have to kind of stay in. Um, and being family owned and operated is different because, mm -hmm. you know, just like with you guys, with being that more boutique style, you know, we can take things other people can't or we can assist with cases that have behavioral issues. You know, it's, oh, it's being able to help people in all aspects and not just someone who's needing a caregiver or a companion. You know, it's being able to provide services to a whole community and adapt as we see different changes needed. So you mentioned you can handle someone with behaviors and I know mm -hmm. you're a certified dementia practitioner. Does your company train your staff? Yes, ma'am. Do y'all put them through dementia training as well? Yes, ma'am. So I'm also a pack trainer through Tipa Snow, which is a huge yeah. occupational therapist in the world. A lot of people don't know that, but I'm also a pack trainer through her. Um, so our team, um, we orientate every Thursday. Uh, we've never had a, <laughs> a issue with employment, um, but we That's orientate huge. every Thursday. And one of the biggest things we do is we put everybody through every, they have to do it at, at new hire um, mm -hmm. dementia training. And then we do in services every three months where we can, I continuously sit down with them, train them on updated things, um, new things that I'm, I'm reading on that I'm getting through, whether it's the state of Texas or through Tipa Snow um, and educating them. Um, you know, we are a true dementia certified agency, meaning that our team is not just doing online educational courses. 
um, when they're when they sit down with me and I do my training with them, they have to physically act out scenes. Um, I That's literally make important. them feel it. You know, um, you know, close your eyes and pretend like you can't see nothing and examine, you know, trying to put your jacket on, but you don't know where your jacket's at, mm -hmm. you know, or you're frustrated because, you know, you got things on your hands. You know, it's trying to get the caregiver, whether it's you, me, or anybody, to understand what someone in their, in, in their client's shoes may feel like, whether it's dementia, whether it's, it's PTSD, whether it's behavioral issues. You know, we don't understand what's going on in somebody else's mind unless we try to put our, ourselves in those shoes. So yeah. we truly put our caregivers through, it doesn't matter if they've been in the field 30 years, you know, yeah. um, things change daily. And so we make them truly go through dementia certifications before they ever touch our clients and they have access to us 24 seven. So if it's 2 a.m. and they have a client acting out and they've tried all their training and they're struggling, they can call and be like, hey, Brett, what, this is what's going on. What should I try doing? And we literally will sit there and troubleshoot together because that's where a lot of lack of education is, is mm -hmm. we train our caregivers and we put them to work, but what about at the 2 a.m.s when they're yep. struggling? What about when it gets real? You're right. Where are you When then? it actually yeah. kicks in. <laughs> yeah, I think that's great. You know, uh, I've attended several of Tifa Snow's conferences mm -hmm. and gone through several different dementia trainings of my own. I started my career as a geriatric nurse and have always been in this, uh, in the geriatric end of the field, you know, the healthcare field. But every time I sit through a training, a conference, I still learn something every single time. If you're yep. paying attention, you're going to catch things because we learn more about the disease process all as time, time goes on all the time. So if you ever sat through one, you know, if it's five years ago, oh, I've been through that, do it again. Exactly. Go often. It's going to change. I, There's I, new I, techniques that come out. All we the learn time. different things about it. So I think that's great that you educate your your staff that you hire and by the way you guys hire your own full-time staff right Correct. you're not we're, sub we uh, do contracting not, out mm -hmm. to agency staff where you don't know no, who they are you guys are using your no, own that's important to us yeah it's very important and even if i mean we've been on waiting lists before where i mean our influx of clients were just coming in in this big wave versus the caregivers um, and so yeah. we'll put them on a waiting list um, and you know we just explain to them look I I want you to have the best caregiver that your family deserves in order to do that I'm not just placing anybody in your home you know I we joke all the time we don't just hire warm bodies we hire people who yeah. truly enjoy their job and want a career path as being in home care um, so, you know, that's very important when you're meeting with families is we'd rather put them on a waiting list than just throw anybody in there that doesn't know the family's needs. I think that's huge and speaks to the ethics of the company as well. You're more interested in providing the best care the right way than you are just in signing up people to turn a profit exactly. just because you, you know, maybe you've got a shoestring uh, <laughs> staff, you know, if you've got more people coming in that you're signing up than you do staff to care for them, a lot of places would still just keep on signing them up and yep. figure it out. They may run short or something. You see it happen all the time. All the time. So that's a huge thing that your potential clients should know about you guys is that you want to make sure it's the right fit at the right time and you're prepared to take on that client. I love that. Yes, ma'am. Um, so you have a need 
you realize that you have a need, maybe you're taking off more time. I think that's a really good tip that you gave earlier. It's not one I've thought about, but how much time are you taking off work? Mm -hmm. Maybe that's when you recognize that it's time to get some in-home in care, sorry. Um, or there could be cues about your loved one. Like when you go over and visit, you notice that mom's in the same outfit. Exactly. The past two to three times that you've the, been over the there, biggest maybe one I always not washed. The biggest one I always see is uh, lack of bathing mm -hmm. um, or lack of groceries in the home or, oh, yeah. or meds missing. You know, mom, today's or Wednesday. Or overflowing. It. It's always one or the other. Um, and it's like, okay, those are important things. Those are things, how long has that been going on for? Well, I'm not sure. Um, and then that's when we're like, okay, time out. Yeah. We have a problem, you know, um, especially with meds. You know, we've seen several times um, hospitals love when people forget to take meds because what happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we end up back in the hospital. We see a lot more frequent falls uh, because they get dizzy if they overtake their medication. Mm -hmm. um, or maybe they're undertaking it and they're having those dizzy spells. Um, so that's very important to us, to especially being more of a clinical type agency, is focusing on those things. That way we can make sure that we are limiting those revisits to the hospital, um, the lack of medication and reminders, things like that. It's just showing and educating um, people where home care agencies really come into play. Yeah. So what is it that home care can actually do? Because you've mentioned a, a lot of things. Some people may think that home care is only those basic needs, like you talked about earlier, yeah. bathing, dressing. But what all does that encompass or what can it encompass? Because obviously not everyone needs everything every, you offer. Exactly. And every agency is different. So our agency in particular. So we are RN delegated through the state of Texas as well. Um, so we provide bathing, grooming, housekeeping, um, laundry, meal preparation, transportation. Um, we actually have case management. A lot of people do not know that about Care Crew, but we do case management um, we, because we are RN delegated through the state of Texas underneath Annie. You so know. case management, mm -hmm. again, for our listeners that don't know, that's having someone that is looking at this patient as a whole and seeing what all their needs are and they're helping to coordinate because maybe it's not just basic care that they're needing maybe they also go to dialysis exactly or maybe um maybe we have a cancer patient um who is decided they don't want to push for treatments anymore mm -hmm. okay well have we discussed a hospice company with a family or a palliative care um, so we case management meaning we have a team outside of our caregivers we have a leadership team um, who goes in, visits with the family every week. Um, we stay on top of the doctor's appointments, so we remind the family, hey, we have a doctor appointment coming up. We stay on top of health, um, and we evaluate them from a healthcare side, okay, is what are the things that we're lacking? Um, have meds been picked up? Okay, blood pressures are constantly dropping. We need to call the doctor and mention blood pressures are dropping more often. Maybe meds need to be changed. Um, and it's coordinating. You know, I'm a big, as you know, a big, big person into community partnerships you are yeah. um, and that community circle means a lot because it's not just us we strive on what's called continuity of care which is having multiple touches of your loved one in the home whether it's us whether it's home health whether it's hospice whether it's physical therapy whether it's wound care um, you know we help with placement so maybe we're at that point where we're spending a lot of money for home care but we need to look at an assisted living mm -hmm. um, and so it's just advocating and educating that's wonderful. That's a 
a, a huge thing that not a lot of home care agencies offer, the case management piece, having all of these other connections. A lot of them are kind of tunnel mm -hmm. focused on we're just providing a caregiver to come in and do laundry and do housekeeping, maybe make a meal or two, make sure you take your medicine that's already pre-punched out yep. in a med planner. But y'all are looking at it as a whole life adjustment, mm -hmm. which I think is great for people that do want to stay in their homes. I think that allows them to stay even longer than with a traditional in-home care company because you, you guys are offering stuff that a lot of times a community setting is able to offer because we do have partners that come in and we coordinate care and you have more eyes on someone, but your company is allowing that. So it does prolong that time that they stay in their own home where they do feel right. most comfortable. Can you talk about some instances though that eventually sometimes you can't stay in your home exactly. through we see end it of a lot. life? There are occasions where some people aren't going to be able to to have that. So what is a scenario? Do you have a, a story of someone? Uh, yeah, you don't um, have to say names, of course, to keep their yes, privacy, but um, you know, example. HIPAA, we, ha we have to protect <laughs> yes. courtesies. But you know, one particular situation um, is a memory care client that was of ours. Yeah. And we were there for a long time. We originally had started caring for the husband. Um, and we are one of those agencies that if we've got spouses in the home, we care for them both just that's who we are. Sure. Um, and so we were caring for the husband originally, and he was a veteran, and um, he recently had passed. Um, and we were already kind of caring for the wife, but she quickly declined after losing her husband, which if you know dementia, it's a, yeah. it's a trauma setting. Yeah. Um, and she became very um, behavioral, just well, well off the room of not understanding what happened, where he went. Um, he left her, you know, all the crazy stories mm -hmm. that come with dementia. Um, and we were there 24-7. Our team was there constantly. And she had became, even with all the training our team goes through, it was a lot. And it was a lot of money on the daughters. Um, and it, the, the environment was just no longer safe for her because the husband wasn't there. We're in a home, a big home, um, on property by ourselves, um, very well into our dementia process. And one night, she, one of our caregivers were using the bathroom, literally two minutes to go to Tinkle. <laughs> and in that time frame, she realized she was home alone and takes oh. off out the back door. Oh, no. um, and this is about six, seven o'clock at night. And um, caregiver, of course, very quickly is able to kind of reconfigure the story and get her back in the house. But it was like, okay, it's getting cold outside. This was during the ice storms. Oh my um, And it was like, okay, you know, even with behavioral training, as you know, there's only so much you can do. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, okay, here's scenario one. Then the next day she tries to do it again. Um, and of course the caregiver was right there that time. Um, and so she, you know, we were able to redirect her. Um, so I finally had to have the conversation with the family of we need to look at a memory care. Yeah. Um, and she, daughters were not about it. They were uh, completely against it. Um, and a couple of days later she gets out 
Um, again, caregiver was trying to run to the restroom. You know, our caregivers, bless their hearts, they'll hold it until still they human, can't. Right? You know, We're still human. We still, still have human. to do things. Um, to take and they care will, ourselves. they will hold it till they cannot hold <laughs> it anymore. And a different caregiver was using the restroom, and she got out that night um, into the back again. Um, it was kind of her safe spot. We realized yeah. that's where she was running. That was her safe spot. Um, and they called me, and she's like, she, we just, what we? I don't know how to get. She won't come back in this time. And I said, okay, it's cold. Let me let me get in the car. Of course, I live in Lindale, so give me some time. Um, and it's quite a ways away. <laughs> we were able to, you know, get them redirected. In the meantime, I showed up. I called the daughter on my drive-in, which is about an hour. Called the daughter and I said, look, I this we need to have the serious conversation. You know, this has been a week's worth of stuff. I understand daddy's gone, but mama's not adjusting well. It's just not safe It's anymore. not safe. You know, she's taken off looking for him into the yard where he normally yeah. is. And it's, you know, I, our caregiver has to be able to have two minutes to use the restroom, you know, and we can't yeah. lock her in the house. That's not, that's not right. It's not no. ethical, you know. And so the daughter's like, if you do it, then let's just do it now. And I was like, okay, you know, here I am driving in at eight o'clock at night. All right, let's do it. <laughs> Um, and so we showed up and um, the caregiver met me at the door and I said, look, we're going to do this real fast. You're going to leave. I'm coming in. Her friend sent me. I'm going to go get her get chicken and we're going to memory care. <laughs> um, and that was the plan. You know, um, I told the daughter, this is what we're doing. And we get there and um, I told her, let's grab, let's, we're going to go get some chicken. So she's like, oh, okay. Completely forgets why she was trying to get out. Right. Um, gets in our car driver stop of course i'm gonna get her chicken right yeah. um so I stop and get her chicken and then we you know dropped her off at memory care that night and she has been there ever since um and it's one of those things just telling families like when it's they you know you introduce it and getting them to understand but also getting them to realize like okay this is the moment where we have to make a decision and then you do partnerships with other communities because you are so active in the community and you know places to help guide them right. too as well and that's still you're, you're still with the family through this mm -hmm. whole process whether they do get to stay in home and you guys continue to provide care you help place them in a community if that's necessary and maybe you even stay on with them through that transition uh, period because like you said you can have staff in mm -hmm. community settings as well as an additional support it's just educating but, you know yeah. it's in the i spend most of my days doing that just educating people of what home care is doesn't have to be at home doesn't have to be at a facility it's not just bathing and grooming um, it's having that continuity of care of knowing and that support of knowing that you have someone that knows community partners you can trust knows facilities you can trust knowing where to navigate and navigate that is the important part that's missing mm -hmm. i mean in in all over healthcare. Well, you can definitely see the passion in what you do. I think that's something that sets your company, Care Crew, apart from yes, so many others. And you don't only have passion for the in-home care process, but I, before we run out of time, I want to make sure that we mention you are a huge community advocate. Yes. And you also kind of spearhead um, coordinating events for another company that's very near and dear to your heart. Do you want to mention Yeah, so that? I'm a military wife. My husband's been in 16 years. I'm Air Force. And so we're always doing community events and ministries and uh, we were recently um, confronted about, I'm now the event coordinator for the state of Texas. Congratulations. Uh, for Veterans Create Outdoors. Um, and they're a nonprofit, 100% uh, 
um, who provides um, fishing, hunting, outdoor, just family trips for um, not just military, but first responders. Um, so I'm very excited for the, that next step too. Yeah, I think that's a great organization and we definitely want to talk more about yes, that sure. later because that, that needs its own highlight to talk <laughs> more about that. Well, whether you are choosing to stay in your home long term when those needs start to arise and you hit that senior level in your life and need a little extra help, Care Crew is a wonderful option. Uh, please reach out to the contact information on the screen to reach Brittany. She will absolutely guide you to the right solution for yourself or your family member. And as always, if you are looking for a community setting, I am the executive director of the Sage Oak and we are assisted living and memory care. We are boutique care home options and we would love to discuss that with you as well if you opt for a community setting or maybe you have both of us. Maybe Care Crew comes in, helps you out while you transition into Sage Oak. Whatever your needs are, please continue to listen to the podcast. We hope to bring you good information on each episode to help you navigate more through this phase and to simplify your senior living options. Mm -hmm.